ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm glad you've joined us this week. We have a fantastic episode queued up full of actionable ideas that salespeople, marketing professionals, and company leaders are really going to gain a lot from. I'm going to be introducing my good friend Mark Hunter in just a moment. But as we do, I, I want to say a huge thank you to everybody. It's been so encouraging getting feedback and reviews on the podcast. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And my goal is every week to bring you actionable ideas and insights that you can put to work right away to grow your business. As I'm recording this episode, we're still in the middle of the crisis, but right now it is really an important time for all of us to be looking forward and anticipating how we're going to grow, how we're going to recover revenue, how we're going to create a sustainable future for ourselves, our employees, our families. And I think the ideas that we're sharing on this podcast are all aimed in that direction. How can we recover and grow revenue? And once again, I want to just thank everybody for the feedback and the dialogue that's happening, because I think this is a season where we all need to work together. And one of the people that has been both a steady and encouraging voice in the middle of the crisis has been my good friend, Mark Hunter, also known as the Sales Hunter. Mark is recognized globally for his expertise in sales leadership. He's the author of some of my favorite books in sales. Most recently, I reviewed High Profit Prospecting. And then, about a month ago, a well-timed book, which we'll discuss in the podcast today, Mark's new book, A Mind for Sales, Daily Habits and Practical Strategies for Sales Success. I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode, so let's dive in with my good friend and a global thought leader in sales, the one, the only sales hunter, Mark Hunter. Well, I would like to welcome Mark Hunter to the Revenue Growth Podcast. What's going on, Mark? I don't know. You're going to tell me what's going on because you are the man with revenue growth. Oh, geez. Oh, shucks, Mark. Come on, man. This is so exciting. And by the way, if you have not read Mark's books yet, uh, let me tell you something. First of all, uh, you're in for a treat. And second of all, the content and the philosophy that Mark brings to the world is so fantastic because it is aligned around driving business through ideal clients. But before we dive into that, Mark, I just want to say huge congratulations on your new book that came out this past month, A Mind for Sales. What a timely book for the sales community. And I've really enjoyed reading this book. You know, I wrote that book in one week to get it ready for this COVID. No, no. <laughs> I mean, when I wrote the book in 2019, I mean, I had no clue what we'd be going through when we launched it. Isn't but I'll amazing? tell you what, it's the right message at the right time. So, hey, 
it works. It works great. Yeah, it definitely is a time where we got to check our mindset. There's no question about that right now. And I'm curious as you've been just talking with people as the book's now kind of proliferating out um, across the world of all of us working from home offices and staying at home, what's, uh, what are some of the highlights that you're hearing back from people? Well, the highlights are to stay in the game. I mean, this is the whole thing. I mean, we're seeing this evolution here over the last five or six weeks. You know, the first couple of weeks, everybody, well, can I even sell? Well, yes, you can sell. And as I say, if you have the ability to help somebody, it's your responsibility to reach out to them. That's right. Now we're getting into this whole environment of how do we scale? How do we really, you know, find our right audience? How do we get to the right person? Mm -hmm. Um, A little more returning to normal. But in this WFH, as I say, WFH, SFH, BFH, because our buyers are now working from home. So it's buying yeah. from home. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes it's a bigger shock for them than it is for us on the sales <laughs> side. <laughs> no doubt. There's no doubt. And But I have so appreciated just your consistent message out to the sales community over this past month, month and a half of, hey, stay in the game. Keep at it. Don't stop prospecting. Pick up the phone. Um, all of those things. The only thing I miss is now your videos aren't from the airport. <laughs> They're actually from your home office. I miss those. I'm, I'm yep. jet setting, encouraging yep. salespeople all around. But someday we'll get to fly again, right? We will get back to the airport videos, but you're right. I mean, it just, it just, it's um, just not working. That's just not working. But see, you know, he, that's something very interesting. If you stop and think about this, sales is not about always doing the same thing. It's pivoting to wherever your market is. So you're right. I mean, I was doing airport videos before. Now they're pretty much <laughs> from my office or my backyard. And in other words, it's all we do is the outcome is still the same. This is all thing that salespeople have to remember. Your outcome is still the same. Mm-hmm. It's just the method with which you reach your customer and mm-hmm. how you help them is, has changed. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really solid and, and really stable in the middle of all of this. You know, Mark, I've been a huge fan for years of the High Profit series and uh, your book, High Profit Selling, and then the, the you know, follow-on with High Profit Prospecting. One of the things I really, really, really liked about those books and one of the main reasons I wanted you to come and share with us today on the Revenue Growth Podcast is you and I are both passionate believers in the power of ideal clients to transform your sales results and, and for the business owners uh, on, on the podcast today to transform your business. And I, I, um, I just, you know, as I was at sales 3.0s last time I saw you right before every, the whole world shut down, um, listening to you talk about ideal clients, it was just like music to my ears. And I'm curious, when you're talking to, to sales teams and, and business owners, about the importance and value and the, just the, oh, my, just why should I really focus on ideal clients? What do you say? What's your case for the ideal client? Well, your ideal client, this is absolute a critical must. I, I, I say in my book, you can't take a Walmart shopper and make them a Nordstrom customer. It just doesn't work. But this is what happens. Too many times what happens is people get, oh, this, this person responded to, to a lead. This person responded to something on my website or, or took this phone call, whatever. That just means they have a heartbeat. My dog has got a heartbeat, but my dog is not going to buy anything from it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, 
you got to know who, when you know who your ICP is, your ideal customer profile, mm-hmm. it is amazing how much more confident you can be when you're talking to them because you know them. You know them as if they're part of your family. You, mm-hmm. you know them as if you've worked with them for years. You know them as if they're your neighbor. Uh, okay, none of those you really come in contact with right now, but it's okay. <laughs> No, it's so true. And I love in in uh, high profit prospecting that phrase, you said, not all clients are created equal. And it is so true. And yet, you know, as salespeople, you know, sometimes we're just like, hey, I got an appointment and we're so excited. Well, not all appointments are created equal. Not all leads are equal. And, and it's so valuable to have that discernment uh, and that, that differentiation to know, hey, this is an ideal client and this is not. You know, it is because, again, it can be so easy to get sideways mm-hmm. and you just wind up wasting your time. The most valuable asset any salesperson has is their own time. It's not what you sell. It's not your customers. It's not, no, it's, it's how you use your time. So yeah. I want to spend my time with the best people possible. That's the only way I'm going to have a chance of being successful. Yeah, I think that's so true. We were, I was on, on uh, working with a sales team this morning, actually a, a whole uh, company and their marketing and salespeople were in there. And we were asking about their ideal clients, of course, right? Where do you want to focus? And we started adding the numbers up. This is one of my favorite things to do. In fact, I think this is a great exercise for everybody listening is just think of, you know, three or four of your favorite clients that really fit that profile of They've moved the needle for you. You like working with them. They pay their bills. They value you. All these things, you know, that we go, hey, this is my ideal client. And then what I want you to do is I want you to start listing out all the things that they could be buying from you over the next 10 years. Like just start adding it up. And if you're a nerd like me, you can pull out a spreadsheet. But either way, add it up. And then think about your like rank and file. In the industry I came from, we used to call them the up and down the street client, right? Just that. Uh, average client and add that one up. And what we discovered today on this call with, uh, with this cybersecurity company is the ideal client is worth 23 times as much as an average client. And not only that, the ideal client has recurring revenue, whereas the average client is kind of like the one and done. And, you know, I just, I, you look at the numbers and that's where, to me, that's where this lights up is when you add the numbers up, and look at the impact it can have on your career, on your family, on your business, on your commissions, on your happiness, on your efficiency. Ideal clients are 100% the way to go and where to focus. And it's a lot better way to spend your time because you feel yes. a lot better. I mean, when, when you're dealing with people who are in your sweet spot, mm-hmm. uh, you're just a lot more comfortable with them. When you're more comfortable, you're more confident. When you're more confident, you hear better. You listen better. You ask better questions. What do you do? You unlock more value. And instead of 23X, it suddenly goes to 26X, 28X, 30X. I mean, this is the whole premise of stay in your lane. And I know this, this sounds weird for some salespeople to hear, but once you define your ICP, it is amazing because, hey, this, this world we're in right now has, has really been flattened. Because if you think about it, there's no such thing as geographical boundaries. Nope. There, are, there are no geographical boundaries. Yeah. I, I was speaking today with a lady in Dubai whose business is solely in Dubai. Wow. Now, it's online. And we were talking this morning. I said, you know, really, your business is now global. 
Yeah. And she hadn't looked at it that way. I yeah. said, Tom, your business is now global. Yeah. It is a, it's a new perspective. And, you know, you say stay in the lane, but one of the things I've experienced, Mark, is I, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of sales people, sales teams, um, you know, they look at, Hey, we got, we got a lead. we got an opportunity. They're driving in all different lanes, different directions. And I don't know that a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sales teams that simply haven't gone through the exercise of truly identifying that, who that ideal client is. I'm curious as you would lead a team through just kind of going, Hey, let's, let's figure out who your ideal client is. How do you go about doing that? Well, what I like to do is I, I say, let's first make, take a piece of paper or spreadsheet, I don't care. In one column, you write down all your current customers. Okay. Second column, you write down all of the outcomes, not what you sell, the outcomes you create. What are the outcomes? And you list all those down and then you begin to say, okay, who is it that would best benefit from who, from those outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. So, most value them the most, right? Well, who, who's going to value those outcomes the most? Yeah. And then you begin and that now you make other lists and, and, and it's amazing, but, but you begin building these lists out and then you begin to say, okay, look at your existing customers. How closely do they line up? And it's amazing, but mm. it's a, to me, it's a confidence exercise because you can create an ICP, ideal customer profile, and a salesperson will never believe it. But when you walk them through the exercise, then they go, oh, wow, wow, wow. And then when they, when they really begin to believe it, and I always say, what you're really doing is you're just creating an avatar. You are creating an avatar as yeah. to who your perfect customer is. Now, mm-hmm. what, I'll, what I'll say is that not every customer is going to line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Because again, they, they may line up 80% to that profile, 70%, 90%. That's okay. That's okay. Right. But they got to at least line up, and I would kind of say at least 60% of the attributes of the ICP, you have to have in that prospect, or you have to really question, hmm. Is this worth my time? Is this worth my time? Yeah. 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 It is the most precious resource. And I was thinking about another, another team I was working with in South Florida, um, back when you could fly places, we were down in West Palm and, um, in, and it was a team of, oh, I don't, there were seven or eight salespeople on this team. And we started to look at the addressable market in their geographical area. So we pull up the data, you know, we start, there's 95,000 businesses in their market. So, you know, like, who do you sell to? Businesses. Okay, well, that's, the math isn't going to work. 95,000 divided by 10 reps. There's no way a salesperson can cover 9,500 businesses. And as a result, they're just taking everything that floats by, right? Um, And man, when, yeah, you boil it down and all of a sudden you realize, well, there's actually about 1,200 businesses that are really a good fit for what we do. Let's make sure those people know who we are. Let's put our best efforts. If something floats by, we'll grab it. But transformational in terms of mindset and transformational in terms of results. It changes the dynamics of everything. Because otherwise what happens, you're trying to go after all 95,000. Your salespeople are going to be busy, but they're not going to be productive. Right. And that's the key thing. And, and just because I'm making calls does not mean I'm productive. Because again, go back to that whole example I used, just because you have a heartbeat, you know, my dog's got a heartbeat. It right. doesn't, <laughs> doesn't line up, maybe it does not line up. 
No, but your dog is pretty eager for attention, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, like and, and, and believe me, and, well, <laughs> now, there, there you go. See, now you're stealing the thunder from me because you're right. <laughs> right. My, dog, my dog is a lot like some of your prospects. They will steal all your time. They, they will. will take all your time. And just about the time you start to walk away, they go, they, they stare at you and go, oh, pet me some more, pet me some right. more, give me another treat, give me another treat. Yes. And before you know it, you've wasted your whole life. <laughs> oh, it feels good. Oh, you spent time with your dog. Yes. But it wasn't productive. Oh, that's so true. And yeah, you can look at the end of your week and go, I went on this many meetings and I did, you know, all this activity. The other thing, I mean, to take the dog analogy, the dog barks. <laughs> they, you know, it, it's amazing to me that in my career and, and just in my experience in working with sales teams is it's the ideal clients that are usually the happiest and the not so ideal clients are the ones that gripe. They, they cause 90% of the problems. They, because they don't understand your value proposition. This no. is the argument in my first book, High Profit Selling, why, why you can't discount. Because yeah. when you attract customers on price, they will leave you on price. Right. But because they bought on price, they're going to nag you. To, I mean, they're going to nag you to death. They're going to bug you to death. They are, because they do not understand the value equation. Yeah. You said something, um, just a little while back, there was music to my sales nerd ears, and that is outcomes. And I'm a firm believer that people don't buy products, they buy outcomes, right? There's never, and if you think about, and, and Mark, I've been an advocate, and you know, we, we actually advocate for this inside Revenue Growth Engine that, you know, most people carry around a price book, an inventory of all the products that they, that they sell. I think what sales reps should be carrying around is actually an inventory of outcomes they can deliver. We call it the outcomes inventory. You're talking about listing that down. This it's is on. so powerful. And because, it, yeah. it's, it's life-changing when you realize and you start to categorize and list and, and uh, lead with the outcomes. It starts to filter out the price shoppers and starts to attract the value people. See, it comes back to something very, very interesting here. And that is, what are you selling? No, you're not selling office equipment. You're not selling software. You're not, you're selling outcomes. The office equipment, the software, the supplies, whatever it is, that's just the medium. That's yes. just the medium that you're using to help you provide the outcomes. Because really, mm -hmm. the, the, the ultimate outcome that you are selling, okay the, okay, the customer receives these outcomes. The outcome you're selling is the ability to help your customer see and achieve what they didn't think was possible. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's the whole concept behind the book of Mind for Sales. It, 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 it's having your mind focused in that direction. Because mm -hmm. when I'm focused in that direction, it's amazing how it changes how I listen, the questions I ask, how I respond to you, how I deal with you, how I value you. It changes the dynamics of everything just radically, radically. Yeah, it's so good. It, it reminds me of, uh, I, I used to cite this in my solutions training all the time, good old Theodore Levitt, the father of modern marketing, you know, and, and I still, I have right here in my desk drawer every day, the drill bit. He said, people don't buy drill bit. They buy the hole that the drill bit drills. And this morning I was actually uh, reading some of, one of my favorite authors is Seth Godin. And he was, he was saying, actually, they don't even just buy the hole. They buy the hole is going in a wall because they're going to hang a plaque on the wall. 
and they buy the, they want the plaque on the wall because when their friends come over, they'll see the plaque and they're actually buying security and recognition. And I thought that's really beautiful because I think one of the things we need to do with our outcomes inventory and, you know, and I've, I come from the B2B sales space. So a lot of times when we think outcomes, we think, you know, the ROI, the impact on the business, the specific problem it's going to solve. But one of the things I encourage um, salespeople and marketing people listening in to do is don't just think about the business level outcome. Think about how that plays out on a personal level with the person that you're working with. So, um, you know, and and think about how that plays out um, in terms of, you know, some of the core needs of humanity, security, recognition, love. Because that ROI, that kind of sterile ROI that you can put on a PowerPoint slide, which is good, by the way, also has a human being behind it. And that's something else we need to remember when it comes yeah. to outcomes. You just opened up a couple doors there because B2B is still emotional buying. You know, oh, we, yeah. we will sit there and say, oh, B2B is all about the numbers. All, no, right. no, no, no. It's numbers to support the emotion. Numbers yes. to support the emotion, but there's something else there. And, and, and Seth Godin, and I love, I love his, I love his writing, right? Because really, nobody wants the whole. It's, it's, it's right. what it's going to be. We have to be willing to look far enough downstream for our customers. Here's what I always say: I got to ask myself, who are my customers? Customers? Mm-hmm. Who are they looking for? Who are my customers? 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 Who? Are, what are they looking for? In Powerful. other words, look all the way downstream. And when you begin to look downstream. It's amazing what differences you're going to begin to see in terms of how you value the customer and how you're going to help them. You know, the, so powerful. The, the, exam, the example I used to use is like in the airline industry, when you could travel. When the grandma got on the plane, was she buying a ticket? No, no. She was buying an experience to be able to go and hold her new grandson or daughter for the first time. Yeah. That's what she was creating. She was creating that, that memory, that, that, and it's not the ticket. And, but then, but then really what are we doing? Because if I'm thinking about this grandmother, who's going to hold this grandson or grandbaby for the first time and me and the parents, and then, and then hopefully what's happened is the relationship gets deeper. And then the family says, wait a minute, we got to make sure that we travel this summer to go visit grandma to her place. And <laughs> it creates an, and, and this yeah. is the yeah. piece. Every transaction, well, there's no such thing as a transaction. It's an exchange of values. Yeah. Creates another exchange of values. Mm. And if you think about the economy, you know, right now we're, we're, recording this in the midst of COVID-19. And it's about restarting the economy. Mm-hmm. And what is it doing? It's about getting money moving, moving through the economy. It's about getting mo- money moving, moving through. Uh, because the faster we get it to move, the faster we rebuild the economy. Mm. That's so powerful. You know, it's, it's interesting right now. We're starting to see, um, as we're recording this, you know, the conversations about reopening things, getting the economy moving again. And and we definitely want money to start flowing again. But if you think about all money is, is a recognition of value being exchanged. So what does that mean to us as sales professionals, marketing professionals, business owners? That means that we need to be driving conversation, thinking about value right now more than ever, because what's going to get the money flowing, that's just the 
that's just the, the, the recognition of value. And this is, um, this is we've been advocating for this um, so strong. This is the time, yes, to have compassion, yes, to be empathetic. But one of the best ways you can be compassionate and empathetic and loving is as a business to sit down and think strategically about the value you're able to deliver right now and the value you're going to need to be able to deliver in you know, 30, 60, 90, throughout the rest of this year, whatever that looks like. These are important times to think strategically. This is when more businesses are cementing what their business is going to look like for the next 10 years. Yeah. Because as, as you treat customers during this period is how they will treat you post-COVID. I, I, I'm firmly, I, I'm a big PC person. When I mean PC, I don't mean political correctness. I mean post-COVID. <laughs> and I want to be positioned, right? I mean, I want to yeah, be positioned yeah. myself for, for how am I going to be seen? How will I, how will I handle it? Yeah. Um, and, and absolutely, absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. Yeah. You know, another, another aspect of this, just thinking about the value and, and thinking about outcomes. And this uh, is hearkening back to a conversation I had last week with JJ Peterson from StoryBrand is the outcomes that people want um, have shifted, certainly in the short term. Um, obviously, you know, everything focused in on how do we survive. Um, but I think the outcomes will also shift going forward, maybe in dramatic ways, maybe in nuanced ways, in terms of the clients that you serve and what they actually value from your organization. And uh, Mark, I think this is a really important time for salespeople to sit down, marketing people to sit down and go, what, you know, how are these outcomes shifting? And if you've made an outcomes inventory, go back through it and rethink it. If you haven't, what a great time to start. Yeah. We, we are taking 40 to 50 years of societal change and jamming it into a three to six month window. You know, yeah. if, if you really stop and think about this. Yeah. Because here's a few examples. And you talk about how things change. Go back at the beginning of this. And everybody was paranoid. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Right. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Seriously. Toilet paper. Right. Now the conversation has shifted to hair color and hair clippers. Isn't this kind of interesting? People aren't so much concerned about toilet paper because, okay, right. that's passed. I got right. enough toilet paper. <laughs> right. Now it's about hair color for women and right. hair clippers. And, are, are you trying and, to tell me something, Mark? Well, no, no. What, what, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. What, what, what I'm talking about is, is it's amazing how needs change. And Actually, see, yeah. we, as, we as salespeople <clears throat> have to be seen as our customers are indeed department. Mm. You know, there's a, um, there's a comment. Uh, if you look at how language, Back at the beginning of this situation, the words you heard a lot were out of an abundance of caution, out of an abundance <laughs> of caution. We're going to close yes. this. Yes. Now what you hear, you don't hear that anymore at all. You do not hear that anymore at all. What you hear is underlying health conditions, mm. you know, with a, you know, with somebody who passed away, it's because of underlying health conditions. See, and, mm -hmm. and again, so there are different things and we have to be in tune with that. Today, the common word everybody is, is stay healthy, stay healthy, stay right. healthy, <laughs> right. right? I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but it's being in tune with what the marketplace is going, but here's where the trick comes into play. And I talk about it in my book. 
Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, um, if, he, if his goal was just customer service, he would have just designed a really good flip phone. Right. But see, his job was to help us see and achieve what we didn't think was possible. He came out with the iPhone. See, the yeah. iPhone, I didn't know I needed a camera. I didn't know I needed all that in one device. Yeah. Today, I couldn't live without my iPhone. I couldn't live yeah. without it. See, and that's the job of sales. We have to be thinking and looking, where is our customer going to be six months, nine months, 12 months, a year, five years, 10 years from now? And how do we help them get there? What a, uh, what a perfect summary to a great conversation. And I am, uh, I'm so, so, you know, Mark, it's, it's the weirdest thing to say, but I am so excited right now. And I say that with all the necessary sensitivity, but this is a, a moment, it's an inflection point in history where we have the opportunity to redefine things. And so I just, I want to challenge all of our listeners, whatever, you know, whether you wear the marketing hat, the sales hat, the, the business executive owner hat, whatever hat you wear, this is the time to rethink how you approach your marketplace. And I think that a lot of businesses are going to come through this. Um, and yeah, we're going to have taken a huge financial hit in the short term. But I think if you play this right and do your homework right now, the value that can come out of this is going to take some businesses and propel them to exponential growth in the decade to come. Huge. We can't change what's going on around us. All we can do is change how we react to it. I'm, I'm stoked about this. I'm coming up with new products. I'm coming up with new, 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 new clients. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's an amazing how my business is changing. Now, my outcomes are still the same, right? but what I'm saying is that how I get there, and that's what has me more stoked, and th- this is what I encourage salespeople to do. If, if you choose to look at this as a negative period, believe me, you'll see neg- negativity, right? but if you choose to see this as a period of opportunity, and, and I happen to believe it is a period of opportunity, uh, it's amazing how much better you'll listen, how much better you'll hear, yeah. and how much yeah. better you'll be able to respond. And customers don't, they don't want to hear negativity. They don't want no, to. Maybe turn on the news for that, there. right? Yes. I want, to, I want to be the one who brings them that fresh idea, that fresh insight. Yeah. And if nothing more, if I can just leave you feeling a little better, knowing that I've been able to influence and impact you in a positive way, then guess what? I will have earned the right, the privilege, honor, and the respect be able to come back and talk to you again. To me, that's a perfect day. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Mark, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for all you are. Thank you so much. As we were talking before that we hit the record button, thanks for just being this voice, this steady, calming, but encouraging and challenging voice during this crisis. I've deeply appreciated it. I know a lot of, a lot of our listeners have as well. If you don't have a mind for sales, and what I mean by that is a book. <laughs> if you don't have a mind for sales, you'll definitely love the book, A Mind for Sales. Get a copy of A Mind for Sales. It's a fantastic read. And uh, also, uh, I really think that uh, the work that you did on ideal clients, um, ICP, ideal client profile in high profit selling and high profit prospecting is worthy, not just to marketing or salespeople to read, but also marketing people as well. So I highly endorse that. So Mark, thanks for all you do. Hopefully someday I'll get to see you at a conference soon. Hey, we will be back on the airplane. (laughs) We'll be traveling and uh, we won't have to be bringing our own toilet paper. 
There you go. Or stealing out of the out of the airplane lavatory on our way home. So what? You did that? Unbelievable. I can't believe you did that. I'm only saying my wife may or may not have asked me to do that. Hey. So- Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us on the Revenue Growth Podcast. I want to really challenge you, focus on your ideal clients, reevaluate your outcomes inventory. And as always, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.